Hello, welcome to On the Couch with Dr. Carmen. I am Dr. Carmen, a licensed psychologist in the state of Florida. Each week we bring to you topics to help you live your best life emotionally and physically. So today we are continuing our series on relationships. Since we talked about how to talk to your man or talk to your spouse, this week we're going to talk about some of the habits of highly effective couples. So what makes couples great? What makes a great couple? What makes a great couple relationship? So have you ever wondered about that? I know a lot of people that I talk to have wondered about that. What makes relationships able to stand the test of time? Well, successful couples have habits that make long-term success more likely. Unsuccessful couples share a different set of habits. If you want a relationship that lasts, you need to ensure that you and your partner build habits that support the relationship you desire. So I'm going to talk to you about some strategies to create habits that support and strengthen your relationship. So the first one is that successful couples argue effectively. I cannot tell you how often we have to address this with my clients who come individually to therapy and getting their spouse on the line to help them clear up some misconceptions, miscommunications. But the purpose of any argument is resolution. However, unsuccessful couples argue with the intention of winning the argument by assigning blame or attacking the other person. So what you want to keep in mind if you're going to try to start some successful habits and be a healthy couple is to address the behavior, but avoid attacking the person. It's much more constructive to say, it upsets me and I feel disrespected when you arrive late than to say, why are you always late? What's wrong with you? You see the difference? Okay, I if I was on the receiving end of that last one, um, that argument is not gonna go well. If you are attacking the other person, the natural response is a counterattack. This is destructive to your relationship. Focus on the behavior you want to change. Tip number two, successful couples forgive quickly. Ooh, that's another one that comes up all the time, folks. I cannot tell you how much, you know, one or the other in the couple is holding on to stuff from last year, 10 years, 15 years ago. Um, forgiveness isn't always easy, but it's necessary for a relationship to thrive and survive. I want you to remember that no one is perfect. You've made your fair share of mistakes, even when your intentions have been good. Your partner will make mistakes too. The sooner you're able to forgive each other, the sooner you can just be enjoy being together again. So consider the cost of carrying a grudge. Not only will you be punishing your spouse, but you're punishing yourself. 
forgive quickly and move on. Tip number three, successful couples have fun together. I often talk to people about how they are interacting with their spouse. I know you have to interact around your kids. I know you have to interact around how the bills are getting paid, but what are you doing together that is fun, that is cooperative, that, you know, is not nag, 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 why didn't you take out the garbage or nag, 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 you know, the bathroom's been broken and you won't let me call the plumber because you say you can fix it. Or on the other hand, for the, the females in the relationship, you know, nagging the females, like, how come you didn't have my dinner ready when I got home? I've been working all day. I'm tired. I'm hungry. And I've just been going, going, going. Or, you know, those kind of interactions. What fun are you having? What is there between the two of you that was kind of like, you know, when you were dating, when you were building a relationship, trying to pique his interest, trying to capture her interest, um, make her feel good, make her feel cherished, and vice versa. What are you doing like that? Are you still having a date night together? Are you still having time together alone just to enjoy each other? You know, are you going out and doing volunteer stuff together? Are you going out and doing projects together? Are you learning something new together, like taking a cooking class or taking a painting class? Um, What are you doing that's fun together? Going whitewater rafting, if that's your thing, or roller skating or biking together. It's important that you don't just share a home. It's important that you spend time together, that it's easy to be with each other and outside of the focus on the bills and dealing with the challenges in life. So make time to spend quality time together. Um, not only will you become closer, but you'll also enjoy life more too. Number four, successful couples share the same values. Now, if you're coming to me and you just started a new couple and you know, you're, you're just dating, I'm going to ask you these questions anyway. What values do you have in common? Um, Do you share the same moral values? Do you share similar opinions on spending or saving? Are your religious beliefs compatible? The more you have in common, the easier the relationship will be to maintain. Now, I want to say here, you don't have to match up on every single thing, but you do have to share the big things, education, religious beliefs, uh, spending, saving habits, um, same moral values, those things you have to share in common and have some agreement on. Because honestly, the money thing, the religion thing, um, those can become some of the biggest bones of contention in a relationship. So we want to start off on equal playing field on those key things, those key values. Number five, successful couples share a common vision. So 
Imagine if you wanted to live in a large city and focus on your career while your partner wants to live in the country and create a family with five children. It's important to be on the same path and work to the same future. If you're working on two different things, he's in the country, you're in the city, and no kids or kids free for a few years into your marriage, that is going to cause some issues. But if you have this shared dream of moving to the suburbs and raising three to five kids or 2.5 kids and living in, you know, a McMansion, then it's going to be easier for you two to work to that. Now, conversely, if neither of you want children and you agree that your value is better spent on being able to travel, um, education, the freedom to do some things as a single, um, is a double income, no children family, um, then it's easier for you to work to that without people having regrets or resentment because I thought you wanted kids and no, I never said I wanted kids you know what I'm talking about. So, and even for, you know, whether or not you want to get married eventually, it starts there. What is your vision of long-term with me? What is your vision about, you know, do do you want to get married? Do you not want to get married? Do you want to just cohabitate? Those are common visions about what the future looks like together what we're going to be working towards, what dreams we're going to dream together. Maybe both of you want to retire at 60. And so you're going to work to advance up the ladder in your different jobs so that you can retire early. And so you will be spending more of your energy with, you know, business dinners and stuff like that, trying to bump up the ladder, saving for retirement, investing for retirement. You see how that goes? You see how it's easier to work to that and then you're retired. You know that you have dreams to go and, you know, move here, live there, travel wherever, but you're dreaming together, a shared dream for your family. And you're being sure that your dreams as a family, as a couple, also um, leave some room for individual dreams because they have to kind of sync up. I I can't, again, have this vision of life in the country or living part-time in Canada and part-time in the U.S. If your thing is, I want to live where we live now because my family, my whole family is in this area and we do not leave this area. So that's the, the common vision, common dream. Number six is successful couples place a priority on the relationship. The more certain way to ensure that your relationship will last is to make it the most important thing in your life. If your career is more important, the odds of your relationship surviving long-term are slim. Are you willing to make your relationship your top priority? Number one, what will happen to your life if you don't? You know, you have to be willing to live with those consequences. If you're not going to make your relationship top priority, 
obviously you're not going to be putting in the work to maintain, nurture, grow that relationship. And don't misunderstand folks, even with all the values and everything else and, you know, chemistry, if you're not willing to put in the work in your relationship, it is not going to survive. Number seven, successful couples are proactive. They address problems while they're still small. In time, even the smallest misunderstanding can become a huge major challenge. So set aside a few minutes each day and talk about any potential challenges. Focus on prevention. It's like an oil change for your relationships. I want to see what's going on under the hood. Is everything good? Do we need to tweak some things? Do we need to get rid of some junk and refresh, renew, start over, press the reset button? Now, you can also do this on a weekly basis if you have gotten it down to a science and you're well tuned in with each other. So the weekly check-in, the weekly tune-up would be did you get what you wanted this weekend? Um, did you feel supported? Was there anything else that I could have done to support you better this week? And then the same thing for your spouse, saying what they got this week and what they need help with going into the next week, um, where they could have used more help, what needs to still be working. Like, you know, we totally missed the fact that you know, you taking this promotion would mean that I would be stuck with more of the pickups and drop-offs with the kids. So how can we do this better? How can we make this transition better? Or you've been saying you're unhappy with your job and I know you've been looking. What does that look like when you start going on interviews or when you decide you might want to accept an offer how is that going to look and how is that offer going to affect our marriage, our family? So those are the kinds of things that come up in these weekly check-ins um, to see what's going well, what could be better, how can we improve, and what's coming up that one or both of you might need a little bit more help um, you know, might need a little bit more planning ahead of time because things that we usually do within this time frame may not be able to happen. So weekly check-ins, at least if you're, you know, everything's working good and you guys are staying on top of it and proactive daily, if you're still trying to figure out what works best. Number um, eight, and the final tip here, successful couples never stop dating. I know I mentioned dating early on, um, to say, what are you doing that's fun together and making time for each other? But you don't have to stop dating just because you've been together for years. Revisit a few old haunts and remember the old days. Find a babysitter, plan a bi-monthly date night. Keep the romance alive. You know, it's that effort that you make in the beginning of a relationship to meet each other's needs, to get to know each other. And, you know, we're growing and changing as we age, as the years go by. So there may be new things to discover about your spouse. Um, 
there may be changes to look into, you know, where maybe she liked to cook and now you like to cook and you've taken that over. So date your, your wife, date your husband again, date your spouse again, and remember how much fun you had together and know that you still can. Successful couples, again, make their relationship priority. Ensure that your relationship habits are supporting your relationship rather than harming it. You'll be glad you did and you will be a successful couple. So thank you again for enjoying this podcast. Do me a favor and let me know what parts of it made the most impact for you. You can drop me a line at info at Dr. Carmen. Um, to let me know if there are other topics that you would like me to speak on um, that haven't appeared in the show. You can also go back and look at previous shows. This is our second season to see if something's already come up. If you share me out on socials, I thank you in advance. Just remember to hashtag Dr. K Mind Body. Um, and also don't forget to rate and review me and subscribe to the podcast. Have a wonderful life and be well.